0: Welcome to the Wood Talk Weekend Show. It's time to unbutton those pants, crack open a fresh grape soda, and let the soothing sounds of Mark, Shannon, and Matt caress your ear holes. Uh, Hey, everybody. It's the weekend. Weekend. Happy weekend. It's Wood Talk number 370, the weekend show. Ooh, 370. That's awesome. Get up there. Today... We're going to talk about our sharpening setups, and this is uh, inspired by a question from Forrest Whitaker. I mean, Forrest Parker, uh, straight out of his uh, explosion of the Death Star. All right. I just saw Rogue One on the plane ride home last night. In case anybody didn't know, I got off a red eye flight several hours ago, so I'm a little bit slap happy. Just a bit. Yeah. Very (laughs) apparent. Forrest says, question for the team, or I suppose mainly Mark since he sends (laughs) seems to like to overspend on everything. Nice. Uh, I'm getting started and picking up a trio of places. I think he meant planes trio of places. Well, if he's talking about for Mark, considering how much Mark moves his shop, maybe he does places. Um, I'm, I'm getting the Veritas low angle block plane, a low angle smoother and a low angle jack plane. What do you recommend for setting up high quality, Expensive is okay. Sharpening station. Do I need a grinder? Should I be looking at diamond plates or water stones? What size stone makes life easiest? Wow. We're doing a sharpening question.
1: Woo! Oh, boy. Go watch Shannon's shop update for last week. And show.
0: Yeah, and all the comments about, you should, they all start with, you should really. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you, what do you, what say you, Matt? What's your sharpening setup right now?
1: Um, a strop. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Sharpen the sawmill on the strop. And uh, the sawmill, I don't sharpen those. Someone <laughs> else guess. does. No, but like, honestly, like once I once I discovered the strop, I really don't use my stones very often. Maybe like once a year, maybe a couple times a year, if the edges start to fracture, that's the only time I go back to the stones. Otherwise, if I can maintain the edge on the strop, there really is no reason to go to the stones. Right. Um, so I've really paired things back. I mean, I still have my combination like 804,000 grit stone if I really do anything crazy. But the majority of the time is it's going to be the 8000 grit stone for the like a final hone on a microbevel or something. And then it's straight to the strop after that and the stropping, stropping, stropping after that.
0: Yeah. Uh, what kind of
1: stone are you talking about? Um, oh, was a, I have a strap, a shat stone
0: okay. ceramic stone. So it is so generically a water stone, but yes, non-generically a ceramic water stone. OK, cool. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting cause, well, I said this in my shop update last week, like early on in my woodworking career, it was like, strops were like a bad word. Like, you know, uh, you know, the barber uses that, you know, cause he's got a convex bevel on his blade. Well, you know, convex bevels are actually <laughs> millennia old, you know, they've been around a long time, but at the same time, I don't technically sharpen a convex bevel. I just sharpen a flat while well, my devils are ground, but yeah i just haven't seen any you know substantial rounding of a blade or anything from a strop so yeah i'm with you i'm i strop everything all the time um and just never go back to the the stone in my case i've gone to diamond stones exclusively i had chapton for a while um i switched to diamond stones because i was doing a lot more carving Um, And a lot more uh, sticking of of molding. So I had a lot of curved, complex geometry-type blades. And um, I had found that, you know, from a freehand perspective, um, because a lot of those, I couldn't figure out how to use a honing guide on some of those things. (laughs) Like, no way. I guess the Tormac, maybe. But um, the only way to do that was to really kind of lock my body, like... I I I talk about it as like moving from your ankles. Like everything from the ankles up is locked and you're just kind of leaning forward and back and holding it in place. Well, the really the only way to pull that off is to kind of stay in the same line on the stone, which is a recipe for grinding a hollow in any stone, even a shaft and ceramic stone, which is a heck of a lot harder. You will still, you know, have to be constantly reflattening that stone if you want to use it for flat blades you could actually dedicate a stone, I suppose. And they, hell, they even make them. <laughs> they make convex and concave stones and stuff like that. Um, so I had, um, it was actually a Billy from Billy's little bench on YouTube mm-hmm. um, who if you don't know. He carves signs for a living for the park service uh, out in California. So of course he sharpens gouges all the time. And that was the same type of thing. He was going side to side and actually rocking the bevel from side to side. Um, and I was like, Hey, I kind of like that. So I bought a diamond stone and just pretty much never went back. Um, I love the fact that I don't really, I don't have to flatten them anymore. <laughs> it's just one less <laughs> piece of gear that you need around. Um, the, 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 swarf and the schmutz and everything is so much less than especially a traditional water stone. Ceramic stones, really, there's not that much. There's not, they're not friable. In other words, they don't really break apart. They do certainly, but, um, like a Norton Waterstone or a Kingstone, I mean, those are really highly friable, which mm-hmm. makes them also very fast. It's it's not necessarily a bad thing, but they also generate a lot of schmutz. Um, <laughs> and the diamond stones, they just don't. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting swarf, the metallic stuff, but that's that's really it. Um, so I I'm not going back there. What about a grinder, Matt? Do you? I mean, what happens when you damage an edge?
1: Yeah, so I've been. Messing around with the uh, Triton has the wet grinder, it's like a Tormac style thing. So i been messing around with that. I actually like that quite a bit for like regrinding. So I think it was last week I was in the shop working on the on the bed that I've been working on. And a few of my chisels, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll take them and I'll finally like get rid of this fracture here or this, this chip here or whatever. So I took them to that, that grinder and that was actually really nice. It's um really gentle. Like in the past, I would just use a slow speed grinder. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever the... I think it's like 120 grit, grit, uh, grit wheel on it or whatever. But, you know, it's a lot... It's Even though it's a slow-speed grinder, it's still pretty aggressive, and right. you can burn that tool pretty easily. Um, So the, uh, the wet grinder was nice, nice change of pace because it's just easier to, like, not screw up as easily, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. And just an overall more pleasurable experience. It's not loud, and you don't have to worry about, like, oh, like, it's like, abrading your fingernails off or something. You put your finger in there or something <laughs> goofy, but... <laughs> I've um, done that. I've done that. That's not fun. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's a few minutes on the on the grinder will bring back any fracturing, bring that edge back pretty well, and it's you know it's decently sharp off of that. But I still go back to the 8,000 grit stone after that, then you go to the strop after that. So mm-hmm. that's, I think that's gonna be my preferred method of um, repairing, I guess. Right. If that's a good word to say. You I know, think. it's it's
0: interesting because I've I've got a Tormek. I've had a what is it? The T7, like since it came out. So, years and years and years. And it is such a cool tool. just and and just I'm saying that Tormac, but also, you know, Grizzly's got one, Jet's got one, Triton's got one, that kind of wet grinder approach. And they kind of all, wasn't it like Tormek, like their patent expired or something like that? So suddenly everybody was able to come out with something. So
1: they're all you exactly know, the same.
0: Yeah, they're pretty much all the same model. So you know, I say Tormek because that's what I happen to have, but it's kind of like Band-Aid. You know, it's it's thermos. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that they are way cool. Like I mean, they're certainly they're expensive, but like I, I said earlier, like you can actually sharpen a complex geometry edge with the various jigs and the 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 um bars that they have Uh um so that is very cool to the point where i just can't bring myself to sell mine like, I know that I could get, like, aftermarket, I could get a really good, you know, price for it. It'd be a substantial amount of cash to, you know, go hit the town and, you know, go play some slots and stuff. Get that plane you were eyeballing last week. Yeah, last night, whatever that was. Unfortunately, that would cover maybe you know, a of <laughs> Yeah. Um, Sell so uh, all your torment <laughs> You have four, right? <laughs> that would be terrible. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things where, I'm I haven't used it in so long, but I just can't bring myself to get rid of it because it's like there someday I'm waiting for some, you know, time in the future when I'm going to come across some weird edge that I just can't (laughs) I can't get sharp, you know, and I'm thinking of like some of my turning tools. Like I've got a um, an Ellsworth grind bowl gouge, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, that's where the the wings are ground way, way far back. Um, And. I think there's probably three different bevels represented on that thing, you know, all in a smoothly continuous, you know, uh, a swoop through there. Um, but up till now I've actually, I strop my turning tools now. I've just been using the strop to, to keep that going. But one day I'm going to have to sharpen that and I'm going to be like, yeah, I could do this or I could just pull out the Tormac. Same thing with like, um, back bent gouges. Um, those, yeah, those are ridiculous. Uh, you know, and that's the same type of thing where I, I am religious about stropping my chisels because I'm terrified to the point where if they get too dull, the strap won't work. I'm like, ah, just throw that out. You know, I'm just like, how am I going to tackle that geometry? I mean. Certainly, I know how, but it's like, oh, man, you keep it even and keep the bevel consistent. It would just be a pain. But something like one of those wet grinders, they have a jig that will do that, you know. So it's so difficult for me to get rid of it, even though it's been like years since it's been used. So um, I don't know. Um, but you have you have another grinder as well,
1: right? Our I have head. The slow speed grinder.
0: But it's a dry grinder. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have a high speed grinder, too. Why, why? Because I had I bought the high speed one to begin with because it was cheap, oh, and yeah. um, for turning I guess because um, I was gonna try and sharpen my turning tool file. That lasted <laughs> the things the things college students will do to save money. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, but that that's like that's what would end up happening
0: for me if like I didn't have the Tormac lying around. <laughs> you know, like well, I guess I'll just use a file. Well, yeah, I, I went to the that?
1: store. I bought the cheapest set of turning tools you can buy. They had rounded over edges on them and i was like okay no problem. i can file i can file something on this i'm like nope 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 nope, nope. that's so much yeah, waited for the next paycheck bought a, rail, be a high-speed grinder say hey, so they're not like that a,
0: expensive i mean granted college. yeah 50 bucks is kind of a big deal because
1: uh, i mean that was making like seven dollars an hour at that <laughs> right. point six dollars after taxes or something you know that's a, i don't know how long is that That's a while you know yeah. a
0: while. and then there's like you have to eat you know so three of that dollars goes to ramen. So then you have only got three left. Yeah. I have actually never owned a grinder. I have a hand crank grinder, but I've never owned um, like an electric grinder. Um, my dad had one when I was growing up and I remember it was fun to like, take a little block of wood I'd grind the block of wood (laughs) because it would disappear like really quickly. Like imagine a piece of pine, like a stick. of. I uh,
1: feel like it would turn into dust and smoke, like a lot of smoke. Oh, totally. I mean, it burned the crap out of it. But like
0: as a kid, I was like, oh, look, you know, it's like it's like a, you know, pencil sharpener when you just keep grinding and the pencil gets shorter and shorter. It's the destructive (laughs) impulse of a little boy, you know. Um, And I think back on it, I probably glazed the crap out of that stone to the point where. All it did was burn anymore. But so that was, that was my electric grinder experience. I have since, you know, used electric grinders in other people's shops and at schools and things like that. But I never, never bought one because like that Tormac thing derailed me when it came time to get serious about sharpening. Um, actually, I blame um, Kaleo Kala <laughs> way, way back when Kaleo had a podcast. Like that was what they taught him in his apprenticeship in, in Tasmania. And he was like, this is the greatest thing ever. It will solve all your sharpening problems. I'm like, OK, <laughs> I'll go buy one. And it just never, never really had to go any further than that. But I now I do have a hand crank grinder. It's got a, um, you know, a 80 grit wheel on it. People always ask me that. And I have no idea. I can never remember. It's like, I don't know. I knew when I bought it, but that was, that was like four years ago. It's gritty. Yeah, it's coarse. Um, and, you know, that that. I guess technically we would call that a slow speed grinder, but you know, that will still burn the crap out of an edge if you're not careful. So I, I I don't see it really as any different other than the fact that I'm providing the power for it. It still do the same job. It sharpens very quickly. I use that to create a hollow grind on all of my, um, all my edge tools just because I like, I freehand sharpen it makes it so much easier that hologram gives you two points of contact instead of one big point of contact and it kind of just like clicks in place and makes the uh, the freehand thing so much easier to do so um, what about your weird stuff like you just bought a draw knife you haven't had to sharpen that yet
1: right I hope I don't have to <laughs> you just gotta yeah <laughs>
0: Do you have any other tools that would just be like, how in the world would I sharpen this?
1: And how do you? Uh, I me, mean, the, the it. carving, the carving tools, like you mentioned, uh, mm. the back bent scares the bejesus out of me, so I'm <laughs> just dropping that one till the day I die. Yeah, I hope. Um, I guess you
0: have a uh, flexible leather piece of leather for that, so that you can like bend it into the curve.
1: Yeah, I just bend my strap. Right. Okay. Into the, into the curve, um, but like other things, like I guess turning tools, I still. I'm experimenting with using the the wet grinder now to sharpen oh. I've never actually tried, I haven't used them yet, but I did sharpen my uh, my bowl gouge on the wet grinder, so next to my turn, I'm going to try with an actually sharp tool as opposed to using a tool off of the, the slow speed grinder, which is what I've <laughs> done all well yeah, you know it's I,
0: funny it's funny so. you say that because I think that the the paradigm is you just go straight from the grinder, you know high speed steel use the The stones that are really good for high speed steel and go right to it but man when you i noticed it when i moved to like foot powered lathes where there's obviously quite a bit lower rpm Mm -hmm. and the torque is well actually the torque is pretty high in a spring pole lathe because i weigh a lot (laughs) (laughs) let's be real you know when i lean into that there's a lot of torque
2: (sighs) Uh,
0: it's from all those muffins that my wife brings me um (laughs) speaking of which mark is back mark i'm back maybe you found Um, her
2: Sort of. Yeah. The, uh, there's a village center for our neighborhood and I just checked there on a whim and apparently someone found her, took a picture of her and sent them an email and said, Hey, we got this dog. So she's actually in someone else's house right now and we <laughs> can't good. pick her up until they come home at like four thirty. So, yeah. um, so she is found, she's safe and uh, crisis oh. averted.
0: That's good. Kenny was looking out the window. He was standing up at the window behind me looking for her. I try to so.
2: find her. I try he was yeah. concerned it's, uh, We have a three and a half foot high fence in the back And uh, she learned that she can jump over it And I, <laughs> I picked up one of those electric fences Which I hate to do But we have no other choice And uh, and I just I left the back door open And she went outside while we were recording And decided to uh, go for a little jog So
0: Wow mm. yeah, That's scary I would not Very have been scary.
2: able to come home Without either a dog or good news about a dog So uh, I'm back now <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Good. Welcome back. So what are we well, doing? Good. Doing a weekend show? Well, it's, it's, it's the weekend been now. A flaming Walking wreck. The I've been looking left, for my yeah. dog uh, for six days now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. There's a, a weird continuity going on here. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, got, you guys talked about your sharpening systems that you uh, employ?
1: Yeah. yeah, we're just talking about weird stuff, sharpening oddball things. Because we're pretty much the
0: same. We're both stroppers. We're both Droppers. I don't strop yet. Um,
2: I, I I I like God the idea Lord, of it. Come on, man. I like the idea of it. I just use usually just try use my a pants little bit. just, try a little, just, just to get hit. a little taste. <laughs> the first taste is free.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you were in Arizona for a while, so you've got that kind of leathery skin already, right? That's right. right. I
2: just, just go to one of my neighbors yep. and be like, here, stay still. <laughs> <laughs> really shine it up real nice for me. Quit moving. Yeah, I, I, I really should look into it. It's just something that I'm uh, – Kind of lazy about and everything you know the things that i'm doing now just it works fine but i think it really would be Thank advantageous more work than you have to and you you're technically using a dull tool no i'm not
0: it's right. just waiting for it to dull no the well, strap the strap is custom made for the lazy man <laughs> yeah trust me on that no i mean that's so, the thing it gets so you back what to is your regimen now like i mean you have a you have a jet wet grinder right
2: i do have one but i don't really use it Ah, (laughs) there's there's a shame going on here (laughs) Yeah, I actually have one and in fact no I think I sold the jet or gave it away to somebody and then Tormek sent me one to just kind of review and take a look at and it's still sitting in the box I think those systems are great if you want to adopt that as your primary system um, but they are not quick you know. so I think for just quick touch ups and things like that that's why I keep always going back to the stones so I think I probably would pull the Tormek out if I dropped a chisel and it wasn't quite bad enough to go to the grinder but I want something a little bit faster, you know, without having to worry about it too much, uh, just to kind of reshape an edge. I might go to the Tormek for that. But I mean, those are great if you just want to adopt that as your, you know, beginning to end system. So right,
0: I don't but really. Everything else is what Shapton for you? Yeah, Shapton,
2: stones? and I got the DMT uh, series of stones, but I usually just use the DMT plate for the flattening of the stones. It's primarily four Shapton, actually three that I really use the most: three Shapton stones, and instead of you know doing a final honing or lapping and uh, stropping technique I just kind of go to my 8000 grit spritz it with a little water uh, a couple passes and back to work so I mean it's, it's even even with the stone it's it's pretty fast but that's going to be my most used stone once a uh, chisel is tuned up and ready to go
0: both of you guys do you both use honing guides Matt I don't honestly know are you a depends honing guide on my mood
2: depends on if <laughs> honestly you know, if there's a girl around and he has to show off <laughs> hey, look what I can do, ladies! I I try Wait, to do they like freehand.
0: That? <laughs> yes, Ooh. I've been missing out. Yeah.
1: No, I, I try to do freehand just because it's it's an actual skill that I want to develop.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I do try to kind of do that every now and then, just to see like I can do it. I get decent results with it, but I usually get slightly better results if I use a holding guide. But mm-hmm. you know, it just depends on the mood and what I feel like doing that day, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, and there are certain things that you, you just can't work with the honing guide. So if you have no clue how to hold a cutting you know, device and, and get the, the right sort of uh, you know, pass over the stone, you got to be able to do it on some tools because you won't have any other choice. But it's not something that you know, I do enough to get that muscle memory. So I do use my guide 99% of the time, but there are just some things that will defy the guide and you have to figure it out. And if you can't hand sharpen, then you just are not going to be able to get that tool sharp.
0: You know, what's interesting is once I started free handing, I realized just how unimportant the bevel is. Like yeah. I was putting way too much precision into sharpening when it just wasn't needed. So, you know, certainly because my tools are hollow grind, I can, you know, ride that bevel pretty easily. But at the same time, like if, if I'm off a degree or something like that, or it's not perfectly uniform, it's still sharp. Um, and I think I've actually ended up cutting myself a lot of slack on that. There's no reason not to aim for that precision, but you know, it is. We are human. You know, well, uh, but there's,
2: if you're, there's more um, jiggly bits in the system there that are going to go not, off. Not jiggly bits. If you are doing a micro bevel, the main bevel is actually irrelevant. You know, I mean, I actually was just. Uh, I've got those Narex chisels that I'm trying to uh, sharpen up, and they're right out of the box, so they're you know they need a little love, but. I was doing a demo the other day on a Friday live session and there is no reason for me to touch that bevel other than to bring it to whatever my micro bevel angle is going to be and just give it a few strokes on the highest grit stone. And the rest Mm -hmm. of the bevel can be completely like right off of a grinding stone sort Mm -hmm. of uh, surface. It's irrelevant to the actual finished cut. So why do anything more than simply touch up the micro bevel, you know, so it looks nice. Well,
0: they can see yourself. (laughs)
2: Well, that—that's that's, something you enjoy be real. doing. That's,
0: Matt. Let, that's what a lot that's, of people do. Let's that's the, the real answer. Matt just thing.
2: goes, "Oh yeah, now I know this. Now oh, I know yeah. I'm at 8,000 grit. Check this out.
0: <laughs> I look good at 25 degrees." Winks at himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, well there, there's an another interesting oh. kind of, um, what shall I say, evolution in my sharpening. Is I was big on the micro bevel, and even when I went to freehand, it was like the micro bevel is great because, um. You know, I can feel that primary bevel because the hollow grind, but then you kind of lift up a little bit to get the micro bevel and you lose that tactile sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've got it while I've got my body set, I've got to get that micro bevel in one pass because I won't be able to repeat that angle. So then I got I will. With this technique.
1: Oh, all right. <laughs> oh boy. And, and that's, that's
0: the honing guy. Yeah. So I got this technique of of creating like true micro bevels, not like measurable eighth inch wide, quarter inch wide secondary bevels, like a micro bevel. It was like a 64th of an inch wide, you know, and that would bring up the burr and I'd go back to work. And then the next time I sharpened, I would go back to the primary bevel and just kind of quickly erase that micro bevel mm-hmm. and then lift up a little bit to some unknown angle, just slightly higher, and and do it again. Um, probably a, since I moved to the diamond stones, I skipped the micro bevel altogether now because it occurred to me like you're making more work for yourself. Like mm-hmm. that whole lift up create the micro bevel, yeah, that's nice, but then having to erase it later and then reestablish is kind of work it, to was just silly. So I just now I just do it straight on the primary bevel because it's something that I know that I can at least feel that and then repeat that. Occasionally, if the let's be honest, if I'm impatient. <laughs> if the edge is being a little bit stubborn, then I'll just kind of, it's it's like the uh, the ruler trick. I'll just kind of lift up a little bit on the metal <laughs> just kind of, you know, 10 seconds on the stone and bam, I'm back to work. But generally that will, if I have to do that, that's something that just gets wiped away on the next, the next honing. And I guess technically that's what the strop is doing too. I mean, it's.
2: Well, it's, here, here's, here's like a little weird sharpening confession. I am doing geez. micro bevel until it's big enough, right, that you would then, and what you're saying is reset the bevel. But what if Uh you don't reset the bevel? What if I just go a degree more, and I make my micro bevel upon the micro bevel, and I keep going, and really, you know, at the rate that I I have to sharpen my chisels, it could potentially be like a decade, and I'll be at 40 degrees, and I'm like, all right, now it's time to reset. (laughs) Set it over. Right? I mean, that
0: seems efficient. And you get this like really cool <laughs> multifaceted sparkle.
2: Yeah, exactly. <sighs> you wish. Your chisel's got bling. <laughs> but seriously, I actually do let the micro bevel go for a long time because I can use that guide and pretty much nail it like every single time. So if I get to a point where it's like, okay, this micro bevel is actually like an eighth of an inch wide now, uh, I do have a choice you know, go a degree more or back it off and go back to, you know, doing the entire bevel resetting and starting over. And sometimes is that degree going to be noticeable to me? Probably not. I'm probably better off just throwing another degree on there, but I am making my life. And
0: that's, that's the exact thing I'm talking about with the precision that I think too many people insist on like the perfect Euclidean intersection of of faces, <laughs> and it's like you know it's okay if there's yeah. if there's a tertiary or quadriary bevel or you know what's five uh, sin carry bevel cinco de mayo bevel cinco de mayo
2: bevel that's my favorite one Delicious. cinco de bevel the dosakis bevel. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> well, last point. Last point. I think before we close this off, because this has been too long. What do you guys do as far as your sharpening station? Do you have a dedicated sharpening area? No. Workbench.
2: Like assembly table. Push the stuff off the workbench. Yeah, assembly <laughs> table or workbench, and that's you know wherever there's a spot.
0: Yeah, pretty much <laughs> usually. So you know. You don't worry about like the swarf and the metal and crap getting into the workbench and no. causing you problems.
2: No, what
0: am, am I being OCD with that? You're because being I'm, an like...
2: armchair woodworker, is what you're being. Ha! Wow, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have oh, a that um, cuts deep. Oh, I wish uh, I had a uh, a oh. William Ng tranquil pond that he oh, <laughs> like, yeah. have you seen that thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. with a yes. little bamboo faucet. <laughs> like, yeah. it, I don't have anything that level. Yeah, does he have koi swimming around in it? <laughs> he should. Oh. I love that. Submit swarf. Oh, totally off topic guys, but I did something really dumb. I, uh, was put, I had CA glue on something here where I was oh, trying
1: to say, I didn't record anything.
2: I forgot to hit record. Jeez. Oh my God. How fun would that be? If you, if oh. I, and I never came back and you guys are just going on and on for hours and it's not being recorded. So that'd be great fun does not immediately come to mind no no we okay. are gonna pull the, the recording off of youtube that's what i would say yeah there you go um so yeah i, I put some ca glue down and i hit it with a bit, little bit of activator and then my arm got in contact with it as it was curing and i don't know if you ever noticed but that curing process is really really like warm so so i cut a whole bunch of ca glue like a, a three inch strip on my my arm here and uh, i think i actually i think it, i hurt myself it hurts I just hurt myself. Now there's dried blue hair, and I'm seeing like almost blood. So,
0: and it smells like chicken. <laughs> it
2: does. It smells like burnt meat. Delicious. Uh, okay. So, is that, are we done here? Did you address everything I think to so. address? Okay. I
0: think so. We technically didn't recommend a setup for Forrest other than to say,
2: you well, know, hey, there's more than yes. one answer. So, <laughs> the answer
0: is yes. All you right. Know, go with, go with, keep it simple. That's the best thing I can say.
2: Show. Sandpaper. That's pretty simple. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That's going to be a weekend show. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Goodbye.